This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome back, Secret Squad. I'm Robin McGraw, and this is a new episode of I've Got a Secret. Today, I'm doing an installment in my series, The Secret to Turning Your Dreams into a Reality, where I interview brilliant minds that shot for the stars and created their dream careers. Michelle Cordero Grant is the founder and CEO of Lively, a lingerie brand by women for women that inspires a life of passion, purpose, and confidence. Michelle grew lively from its concept stage to a $105 million acquisition, all in just three years. I love this brand because it encourages us women to buy lingerie for ourselves. We're the ones wearing it, after all. Michelle is going to give us the inspiration and confidence we need to turn our own dreams into a reality. So welcome, Michelle, and thank you for chatting with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Gosh, what a beautiful introduction. I'm like, keep going, Robin, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I, I can't wait to keep going because you are so inspirational and you have such a brilliant mind and you have accomplished so much. I'm just, I'm thrilled to have you here today. And I know all of my listeners are going to just be so inspired and so excited to hear everything about you and your journey. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can't believe in three years. What a wonderful experience for you. I mean, three years felt like 30 years in some moments and three seconds in the other, but I wouldn't change one moment of it. Not one. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so thrilled to be talking to you about Lively. I love the name Lively. Did you think of it? I did. I did. You know, I was living in New York City at the time and I was running in Central Park every morning just thinking, what should I name this brand? I started it as Brand X as a mom. I said, I want to see it before I name it. So I started working on it first. But I felt like in this space, I wanted a word that people felt something when they saw it. And so rather than naming it after myself or another woman and so forth, I was just running and it, it just came to me, you know, living, active, outgoing, energetic, and After that run, I had a great sleep and I smacked my husband at 3 a.m. And I said, Lively. He's like, what? I'm like, this is the name. And he goes, good luck trademarking, but awesome. (laughs) That's such a man. (laughs) But you're right. It just has so much enthusiasm and it has so much excitement and fun. I love it. So good job. Thank Thank you. Can you begin by telling us about your start in the lingerie field? Sure. Absolutely. You know, it it honestly started, I was the, I am the daughter of two Indian immigrant parents. I was born and raised in rural Pennsylvania. And so doctor, investment, banker, lawyer, I was born and bred to be one of those three. So I thought, Um, and after graduating in finance and having internships, I just felt like intangible wasn't happening for me. I needed something I could touch and feel and see walk down the street. I made my way to New York City. I was so fortunate to get a uh, job at a training program by Federated, who owns Macy's and Bloomingdale's. 
And after the program was over, you interviewed for the category that you got to work for. And of course I was like, ready to wear. It's New York City, fashion mecca. I need dresses in my life. And they were like, um, so Michelle, you're actually in, in sleepwear and bras. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I remember going home and crying and thinking my career is over and picked myself up and went to work and started in this category. And I was just blown away, Robin. I was like, how was I living in this world where this category that's literally for women is one that I, I'm not excited about. I find it to be a chore, it's dusty, it's dated. And then to couple that with a finance degree, I'm like, it's the most profitable in this whole company. Like, again, and that's honestly, that's where I started. I started in department stores. I found my way to Victoria's Secret where I spent the tenure of my career um, before starting Lively. But I just fell in love with this very understated, underrated billion, $13 billion business in the United States alone. But I was living in a world where so many of us had way more shoes and dresses. And, and those were the categories that you shopped, you know, when you went out with girlfriends or for lunch, you went shoe shopping and dress shopping. You did not go bra shopping. That's so true. So how does the ethos of Victoria's Secret differ from what you have built with Lively? Yeah, you know, I was fortunate enough to work for Victoria's Secret when they were, you know, at their peak. I'm talking double-digit operating income. Anywhere you went, everyone wanted to be a supermodel and an angel. And frankly, I personally found it exhausting after being there, clicking my heels to work, getting all dressed up, doing all these things, and then coming home and taking it all off and being like, <laughs> okay, now I'm back to Michelle. Yeah. Next day, we're again. I got married and it dawned on me that my husband loved me for all my flaws. And it's not what people want to hear all the time that marriage is the thing that sparked it. But what what I realized is my human uniqueness is my greatest strength. And there wasn't a brand for that. So Victoria's Secret covered Angel Fantasy Supermodel, amazing. But what about just regular old Michelle who... Frankly, that's like the best part of all of us. And so that is the main difference is that we really celebrate human uniqueness and the idea of not changing yourself for the product. Let the product change for you. And then you just start living a whole nother life. I mean, I started truly living the day that I decided I'm a human, I'm a snowflake, and this is so much more fun. Oh, I love that. Because, you know, I was just thinking, I think there's a little bit of Victoria's Secret in all of us. Thousand percent. Every one of us. And there are some women out there, I'm sure, right now saying, oh, right, Robin, not me. But as long as you allow yourself to believe it, as long as you go for it, there truly is a little bit of Victoria's Secret in every woman out there. But there's also lively in every one of us, more lively than Victoria's Secret. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it, you know, people always ask me about what it was like to work there. I'm like, it was the greatest education I could have ever had in terms of how to build a brand, run a profitable company, create something that is so disciplined and clear that anywhere you went in the world and you saw Victoria's Secret, everyone saw Angel Fantasy push up. And that yes. is for lively passion, purpose, confidence. Right. And so I wouldn't have had the 
the know-how to understand the power of brand had I not had that experience. Oh, that's so true. And I truly love that. That's why I just said, if you can relate to Victoria's Secret, you can relate to anything because they do know how to promote their brand. And if you want to create a brand, you could use them as a beautiful example. And that's exactly what you did. Yes. Les Wexner, he, he loved merchants and I was a merchant and he taught us that building a brand is like creating a movie and you know, your models are your actors, your, where you shoot is your set. And the most important part is the copy that is the script. And so what are, what is the story you're trying to tell? And that, I mean, that stuck with me to this day. I think about that, you know, every day that I work on Lively, what is the story we're here to tell? I love it because I believe that every Victoria's Secret model goes home and puts on Lively and they're at their happiest. <laughs> they're at their most comfortable there and they still feel beautiful because I, I love Lively. Did you aim to shake up the market when you created Lively? I don't know that I came out and said, I'm a disruptor. I mean, I didn't even grow up with the word entrepreneur. I just knew that I saw these amazing women ahead of me in corporate America, Victoria's Secret, other companies I worked for, and they were amazing at work. Their personal lives were falling apart, their marriages, their relationship with their children, all of that. And I knew that I loved my job so much. I was on the same track. So if I didn't shake things up for me, I was not going to live my most fulfilled, passionate, purposeful life. And so I thought that other women may have felt the same way. And with the rise of social media, I saw a window and I said, YOLO, let's just try. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Very inspirational. Tell us about when you launched a referral program and realized how big this brand could be. Yeah. You know, one of the most important things about launching a brand is not being a tree falling in the forest, right? You can launch the most beautiful thing in the world, but if nobody knows that it exists, what's the point? And I remember reading about a razor company called Harry's that in 2011 launched this email refer a friend campaign, 100,000 emails in four weeks, put them on the map. They put that code or open source, meaning anybody could find the blog and the technology and how they did this. So fast forward to 2016, you know, I said to my team of, there was three of us at the time, like, let's use this code and let's try it and see if we can get like 5,000 emails. That would be enough for us to know if people cared about what we're talking about. And so we spent the time, we built the code and the, the technology very, very hacky and terribly, to be honest. And we emailed everyone we knew on a Friday in March, one month before our launch. This Friday afternoon, we emailed 250 people, which you would think we knew more people, but I guess we didn't. <laughs> That's a lot of people, though. You know, is, just off is. the top of my head right now, if I had to sit down with my staff, uh, yes. four people, and we had to come up with a list, I feel like that's a lot of people, but no, I'm sorry, go ahead. It didn't, yeah. I mean, it felt like a lot, but I mean, I was emailing like Bloomingdale's customer service, like guy that gave me a mortgage, like anyone I could find. <laughs> And, and we said it and we forgot it and we left and we went and had drinks and we said, we did it. And that night we got 500 emails. And we're like, yes, we're on our way to 5,000. And then the next morning we had a thousand. We're like, whoa, this is going faster. We thought we were going to get a thousand a week. And then that afternoon, I remember I was with my children and this other uh, awesome person, my team, Allie was at a baby shower and she said, Michelle, it's 5,000. I'm like, I know it's 5,000. Like what's happening? 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 dinner time. It's 50,000 that night. 
I finally called the, the developers. I'm like, guys, this has to be broken. It's a 90,000 emails. They were at a bar. They went into the bathroom stalls and they're looking and they're like, this is real, but the servers are crashing. Oh. And the whole thing blew up. The next morning we woke up and we looked at the data and there's a thing called Google Maps. It shows you everywhere in the world that people clicked and the world was glowing. <gasps> and we touched 300,000 people, 133,000 emails. And it was Australia, Russia, America, you name it. My heart exploded and we turned on customer service <gasps> and we we're like, we don't have anything to sell, but we need to know why. Oh, wow. <laughs> so can you tell me, you don't have verbatim, but what kind of, what did you say in your email that you sent out? Yeah. I mean, it was a splash page that said, inspired by wild hearts and boss brains, meet lively, share with your friends and earn free credit. <gasps> and that was it. It didn't say how much the bra was. It didn't even say what the product was. Oh, it didn't. And nothing. And what was really interesting is prior to that, we had focus group all of the images, all of the copy, like women didn't use the word panties or underwear. They wanted undies. Like we really focused on every tiny, tiny bit. We think that's what helped this momentum happen. But Robin, when I tell you people were so in tune, we had girls from Australia emailing us the next day and saying, I got an email from my, my friend got an email from Lively, but I didn't get an email from Lively. And we're like, cause the servers crashed. Like it doesn't work anymore. It's broken. But why do you care? And they were just like, no one's ever reached us this way. The words, the images, like you finally get me. And, and it was just like very powerful in that moment to know that even if we sell nothing, we did something. Wow. I have total body chills right now. <laughs> just hearing this, I love that this has happened for you and it happened like this. So now, as I understand it, from there, Lively grew quickly, like way quicker than you anticipated, correct? Correct. Oh. Couldn't keep up. <laughs> so when your business does numbers beyond what you planned for, how do you grow gracefully? Yes, yes. You know, there was two things that I learned working for a big corporation, and that is I needed something very simple and focused so that when it did happen fast, oh, I prayed that it would. But when it actually did, I was really clear on what the data was saying, what was selling and how I could reach, uh, you know, and keep up quickly. But I had one strategy that was very unique and my first investor was my supplier. And so I was able to chase inventory and just be very human about it. And we would call our customers and we would say, so you know how you thought that you were going to get that on Monday? How about like five Mondays from now? <laughs> <laughs> and they would be like, you know, honestly, Michelle, like, this is amazing. We're here to support you. And your first customers are your best lovers. And they will, if you're just human with them, they are there for the journey, which I never thought would be the case at all. Like people waited months for product. They didn't even want their money back. I was like, can I give you your money back? They're like, no, 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 no. We want to wait and we want to support this. And you're like, yes, humankind is still great. That is so beautiful because you know what? I have marketed a lot of things. And bottom line is authenticity goes so far. When you're yeah. authentic and, and sincere, that means so much. The fact that you called them and said, I know I promised you Monday, but can it be five Mondays from now? If I got a call from you, there is no way I would say, oh, hell no. 
give me back my money. I would just be so proud that I heard from you. And I would think that would be, that's just so authentic. I love that. Yeah. I mean, like when it first launched and when we first sold a product, it was April 1st and everyone always asked like, how glamorous was your launch day? And I'm like, you know, I did get dressed up and I had press meetings and so forth, but where was I? I was at the warehouse in New Jersey because we couldn't ship fast enough. I have a picture of like boxes everywhere. I'm like, we will figure this out and we're going to have the most fun doing it. But the the fact of the matter is, is when you start a business, your role and responsibilities to the people you hire and the commitment you make to the other ones on the other side, which are hopefully buying your product or your service. So for us, we just wanted to be as close to them as possible and honest. Oh, I love that. And it's so true. The consumer is the number one person, the most important person. It's their money they worked really hard for and they want to give it to you. So how can you yes. not take that seriously? How can you not believe and feel that that they're the most important person in the world. Totally. Were you able to enjoy the instant success or did you have to put your head down and work harder? Oh, Robin, you know, not only was the business on a tear April, May, and June, I also found out I was pregnant with my second child, Jack. Oh. <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm just tired from launching a business, but I found out I was pregnant. I also needed to, because the company was growing so fast, I wanted to raise more capital and seize the moment. So I was taking investor meetings, growing this baby in my belly. And, you know, I was not good at hiring and delegating that first year. But honestly, February 1st, Jack was born and, you know, it was time to let go oh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Congratulations. Cool. So Jack was a surprise. Jack was a surprise. He was an amazing surprise. I but love yes, it. Not planned. He was the cherry on top. Yes, oh, absolutely. You always ask mommy how old I am. Am I the same as Lively, right? I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's almost like you wanted to name his middle name Lively, Jack Lively. Totally, totally. Oh, but I no, it was, and I think, you know, I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs about this. We are not good at stopping and celebrating. We are not good at understanding how gifted we are in the moment. We're always on to the next onto the next, onto the next. You know, you and I seem to be a lot alike. I think we were supposed to do this podcast together today. And I think maybe we have started a relationship that may last for a long time because we seem to be a lot alike. <laughs> because I feel like, I feel like the celebration is almost to me a jinx. It's like, oh, I can't celebrate yet. Yes. I, you know, we wouldn't, I refuse to have a launch party for Lively when we launch. Cause I'm like, what are we celebrating? We haven't done anything yet. How can we have a launch party? So we actually didn't have it until July because I said, we, we owe it to the world to say that we've done something before we can celebrate it. No, <laughs> I totally get it. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. So let me just stop right now because we do something with this podcast. Before I even did my first podcast and we were creating it, I said, I want this podcast to be fun. So I said, with this podcast, I want us to have a drink of the day and a game of the day uh, with every podcast. So first, we're going to do the drink of the day. And my team gets together and they create the drink of the day. It's always focused on my guest and my topic. So sadly, we're doing this virtually. We're not together, but we created Michelle's Morning Elixir. I was going to say, that looks familiar. (laughs) (laughs) So Michelle, I read about the smoothie that you created to drink every morning, and it sounded so delicious that I had to make it the drink of the day. And for my listeners out there, I'm holding up this beautiful tall glass that actually I bought when we were in Paris a few years ago at the hotel had a gift shop. And this is called the Hemingway. You you can't really see it on there, but it's called the Hemingway. Okay. So this smoothie is full of greens and it is anti-inflammatory and will give you energy and focus without any of the caffeine crash. You take two handfuls of spinach, one medium banana, one tablespoon of ginger, one tablespoon of turmeric, and one tablespoon of manuka honey. Ooh, that's so good for you. One half cup of almond milk and a scoop of ice. Throw it all in your blender and mix away. And that's when you get this beautiful drink of the day. So cheers to you and your brilliance in creating lively. So I'm oh, going to say cheers. Cheers. I wish I had that. That looks delicious. Oh my gosh. Amazing. It is delicious. And thank you for creating it. So that's the drink of the day. And for all you listeners, you can go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com. And we will have this on our website. You'll see a photo of it and you'll see the recipe. Amazing. That's so cool. I love it. It is really, really good. So your ambassador program feels very unique to me. How does the concept of community building play a role in growing lively? Sure. You know, in any brand, I think if you forget about Facebook and social media and so forth, how are brands really living and breathing? It's through word of mouth, right? You think about the greatest things that you've discovered. It's from your best friend, your mother, your aunt, someone told you about it, right? And so my thought with Lively was, if this is going to be long lasting, we need humans to love it and rally around it. And the idea was, let's make this a two-way relationship because that's what a community really is. You know, a community doesn't just give to you, you give back. Yes. And that's where the idea started. We just basically had these like very casual events. I mean, I'm talking like in a conference room to start Mm -hmm. (laughs) where we just found like-minded women on social media and said, hey, we're lively. We would love to have a get together and, you know, surprise you with Rosé from Wolfer and have great conversations. But there's one common thread, and that's we all have the mindset of finding passion, purpose, and confidence. And we would have lines outside our office. I remember the first time we did this, we had just launched two weeks prior. 
we had 50 women coming and they were like, we will be a year fit guide. We'll do all these things. And I still have this photo. I'll have to show it to you. But I just remember walking around the conference room and I didn't really want anyone to know that I was the one that, you know, started it. Cause I just wanted to hear what they said and they were just making friends and you could feel the energy in the room. And I started notes about what they were talking about. They were talking about soul cycle and succulent and entrepreneurship. And then I said to the team the next one, so these are the events we need to have next. We have to invite them to soul cycles. We would like call soul cycle and be like, Hey, can we come to your headquarters? Or can we come to one of your classes? Just being again, very happy and human and sweet, kind and appreciative. And it just built and built and built. I love that. That is brilliant. So the celebration of uniqueness seems to be the common thread of the brand story. How do you think women have benefited from lively existing? Yeah, you know, it is about unlocking that human uniqueness. And I'll, I'll give you an example or two from our community that are, that are real life, you know, interactions that we've had. One of my favorites is we went to Nashville to host events for our ambassadors. And this young woman came up to me and she was, I just drove in my car from New Mexico uh, a couple months ago. I've been here in Nashville trying to become a country music star. And she's like, it's just so hard between, you know, looking the part, feeling the right weight, you know, doing all this, these things. And I said, well, why don't you just come to our pop-up, you know, cause we were uh, using a space and I'm like, you could be like the headliner of the night and you have all of these women there and we could have like a mini concert for you. And so she came back the next month and we had like a mini concert for her and there was some press there. And the next day her agent calls me and her agent's like, you have to come down to, to the agency or country music row or whatever it was. But I remember walking these like beautiful agency buildings and she's like, She's never performed like that. Alex, you know, Stern has never performed like that. And what happened? And I said, she was around people that understood her, made her feel welcome. Nothing, no barriers, none of that. And Alex has since won awards and like gone on to do incredible things. (gasps) Incredible. And I could give you like 50 other stories like this, but the idea is that we let people understand their superhuman power. It's the uniqueness. And once you stop trying to be like the other, the other women in country music and you just be yourself, perhaps the magic comes. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so inspirational. Oh, thanks, Robin. Wow. Can you talk about what makes your products so unique? Yes, absolutely. So as you know, I grew up in the lingerie space, right, from a career perspective. And I understood bras really, really well. But I felt like if we really wanted to do something different, we should make something different. And so I started to think about what do women really love wearing? And at the time, like athleisure was on a rise. Everyone was wearing sports bras, swimwear. And I remember reading a statistic that said 60% of the time that women are wearing a sports bra, they're not working out. And I was like, wait, that's because it contours to your body and it hugs you. So Sarah Sullivan, who is our creative director today, I found through a friend of a friend and I was like, let's see if we could work together on this brand. I really need someone that understands design and tech, but none of us want to do what lingerie was. Let's do something different. So we went around New York City, bought everything we loved. We bought these yoga pants. I had a striped waistband. We bought this beautiful like geo lace bralette and we cut them and we stapled them together. We're like, this is it. We are creating something totally new where we're taking athleisure the cool handedness of swimwear, everyone knows what I'm talking about, right? And combining it with the functionality of lingerie. And what we came out of it with was a word. And this is another run in Central Park, but 
I'm like we cannot be lingerie because everyone pictures Victoria's Secret with lingerie and there's nothing wrong with that. But what's different about us? I need a different word. And so it's like lingerie, athleisure, lingerie, athleisure, leisure. <gasps> and I came back to work and I said, guys, this is it. I got a gold Sharpie and I wrote it on a piece of paper because I thought that was going to help. I'm like, we are creating leisure. And they're like, what were you doing this weekend? That's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to put it on my wall, sit with it. And like weeks later, everyone's like, yes, this makes sense. It's leisure. And that's oh, what we wow. Make. I love it. <laughs> yes. I love that. 70% of what we sell has no wires. And so the idea is that it can fit like a bra and hold you like a bra, but it can roll up into a little ball and flex back out, right? <gasps> because our bodies change not throughout the year, throughout the day. Yes. Like you get up and you're one size, you have a cup of soup, you have coffee, you swell, and your, your body should feel good all day. When you get up. <laughs> that is so true. There's nothing wrong with a wire and a bra if that's what you want. No. But I have to say, it's true. You could have just as much support. You could have just as much shape without any wires. Yes. I didn't think it was possible, but it is. <laughs> but it is possible. It truly is possible. And as you get older, trust me, I just turned 68 years old. I will never wear another thing with a wire in it for as long as I live. And I made that decision a long time ago. And, yeah. and because of Lively, I believe, and no, she's not paying me to say this, but I believe <laughs> that I can look just as good without wires and push-ups and padding as I did 40 years ago. I guarantee it. <laughs> I oh, and I love it. it. And I'm so comfortable. I mean, comfort is very important. The older you get, the busier you get, and you start creating a family and you're a, a career and you're very yeah. busy. You still want to look your best every day, but right. you want comfort. I think comfort is so important. Totally. You, you don't want to sacrifice looks, yeah. but comfort starts moving up to the top of the list. Absolutely. You know, when we would describe Lively, they would like, well, what's the vibe of Lively? I'm like, high style meets ultimate comfort. Yes. Because I had two rows of bras. I had... The boring, casual, comfortable ones that I wouldn't be caught dead on a first date in. And then like the beautiful ones that I was just not feeling the best, but looked good. Yes. And we have to combine these two. Because now we're going to look good and feel good and we're going to be top of our game. (laughs) Because that one pile of only the look goods, did you find that when you had those on, you had to sit differently? You had to like sit so that your back, (laughs) if if you had anything on your back fat or anything... You're like, well, I I have to, this isn't really supporting anything on my back. So I have to sit differently. So nothing slouched or whatever. And it just wasn't comfortable. But you created something that there's no reason to sit differently and be uncomfortable. No holding back. No holding back. Can you talk about how you hire employees that reflect the values of the customer? I love this. Yeah. You know, when we, uh, when I first started building the team, I just looked for people that believed in the mission. And it wasn't necessarily about what their resume said or what company they worked for or what school they went to. It's, did they come in and their eyes start to light up? And I would always ask them with a question, you know, what's the one thing in your life that you've done that you're the most proud of? And you can kind of see in people's eyes and the way they tell a story, if they're, you know, people that enjoys and sees the world as puzzles or sees the world as problems. And I'm a very, I am like unapologetically glass half full person. And those are the people that we brought in. And honestly, like 
we just had the best time figuring it out. Like, did any, does anyone know how to make a hang tag? They're like, nope. I'm like, all right, let's Google hang tags. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh. But, oh, those early days were just, I, I mean, they're, they're magical. And that first hang tag comes in or that first box or that first, all of those firsts. Yes. It's just like, it's momentum is what it is. Cause it teaches you that you're capable of honestly anything. If you just believe. I love, Oh, I love that. I love that. Can I just ask you, because I truly am of the mindset that there isn't anything I can't do. If I come I, up against an obstacle, I'm going to conquer it. I've really had that mindset. Yeah. I'm like, where does it come from? Cause you know, sometimes I find that people are like, but, but really like you believe that this will be, I, I remember when I was starting live, like, I quit my job and they're like, why would you do that? You have a daughter. Like oh. you guys aren't doing that well. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm like, I just think this could be something. I just believe in it. And I remember creating my office to look like we were a big company because I'm like, no one's going to come work here if they don't believe that this could be big. So I have to like field of dreams it and like make it look like it's something until it is. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's where it starts. You have to believe. So that's something right. that stood out to me is your perspective on competition and how you instead see it as a collaboration. Can you talk about this? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, um, you know, I grew up in corporate America where you were always looking at your competitors, market share and all, you know, all these like lovely statistics in business. But then I started to think about $13 billion in lingerie in the United States alone, the United States alone. I mean, I think there's room for more of players because 30 to 45% was Victoria's Secret. 20% was, you know, all these beautiful mass marketers. If I had a story to tell, I didn't need to knock someone else out. I just needed to provide a different story. And so I would teach my team, we're not just about people that need bras. We want to create a business where people want bras. We want them to want them like, bra like shoes and dresses and so forth. And in fact, if we really want women to feel this power, we want more companies to do it. And so if that's really our mission to make women feel their ultimate best, then more power to the people in the space to do it. And so I think that, again, you have to live a life of positivity to have positive results. If you sink into negativity and you start to, you know, put your energy in those areas, that's where you're going to find yourself. And we're kind of like more the merrier, the more jobs, the more mindset, the better this world will be. Oh, I love it. And the brand was recently acquired, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, at first I have to say congratulations. Thank you. Wow. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's, just, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful statement, beautiful progress. So now can you give us some secrets? What's the best way to get a bra that actually fits you? Yes. So it actually starts with making sure it's on the tightest hook when you first put it on so that it can grow with you. Right. And then also your straps and your band have to have the right balance. The one thing that I will say is most women, and I think this is the greatest secret to a good fitting bra is women decide their bra size between the ages of like 16 and 20 and then never look back. Right. But you know how our shoe size changes, our dress size changes, like life changes. We never go back and check our bra size. And so every time you go shopping, you should go somewhere where you feel comfortable. Lively has tapeless fitting rooms. You know, we just talk to our customers and, and start to figure out what's best for them. 
but you should always check in, you know, and my bra size has changed like three times over since I've had Jack. Yes. That's the secret. (laughs) Oh, I understand. So you just go in and get different sizes, try them all on because you're probably going to be surprised that the size will change. Yes. And it's called sister sizing. So if you're a 30, you know, 4D, for example, try 30 to double D, meaning a tighter band and a bigger cup. And conversely, you could try a 36, you know, C, right? Um, So you can understand like, where is your body sitting? Do you have more tissue in your breasts in the moment? Or is your rib cage a little smaller in the moment or bigger? But your body changes. And so feel it out. (laughs) That is great advice. So not only cup size, but the rib cage size as well. Yes. And that is where most women go wrong is they wear a 36 and should be wearing a 34 with a larger cup. (laughs) That is a very, very good suggestion because a lot of people don't really think of both. So I love that. (laughs) So do you have a favorite Lively product or a few favorites? You for sure. I mean, we have a bra that's called the spacer bra and it is very, very popular. It's light as a feather. It has structure to it, but in a very, like very, very thin pad for nipple coverage, but it feels like you have nothing on. It's called the spacer bra. My second, which again, these are not in rank order is our no wire strapless because a strapless bra is every woman's frenemy. Like you have to have one. You don't like her at all. You want to dance at that wedding, but you can't. And so we created this no wire strapless that literally hugs your body and has an extra hook and eye and has, it's the most beautiful shape and it's literally gone viral multiple times. I suggest everyone own one, uh, the no wire strapless. And then last but not least in the bra category is the long line lace bralette. She's our Instagram darling. If you follow lively, you see her everywhere. And then I live in lively loungewear. Like right now I'm wearing a lively jumpsuit, but the fabrics are just yummy, just yummy. Like it's constantly like someone's hugging me. And um, yeah, I was on a, I was talking to someone the other day on, on Instagram. She's like, I'm wearing your product. I have a book launch tonight, but I don't even want to take it off. <laughs> oh, can I just tell you my favorite garment is a jumpsuit. Yes. And I'm so glad that they're really, truly back in as favorites. I don't know if it's because I'm short and I have a short torso. I don't know if they're, they seem to be flattering for people built like me or for tall. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I love jumpsuits and I love that I'm seeing you. I can only see you really from the waist up, but I love the V-neck. Yes. <laughs> and do you have shoulder pads in your jumpsuit right now? Nope. Those are just my shoulders, but it's beautiful. Uh, it's a little with a drawstring and a cut bottom. Oh, the the cut is gorgeous. (laughs) Thank you. I will be getting online and ordering. How many colors do you have in that? This one, I believe we have it in two colors. Black and lime. I'm getting both. I'm getting both. I love jumpsuits. So that's going to be probably my number one Oh, it looks beautiful on you. So how quickly did you introduce the lounge and swim categories after launching? You know, our, um, we had no goals of launching swimwear and loungewear anytime soon after launching. We thought we had our hands pretty full, but what actually happened was we launched with this beautiful palm print in, in bralettes and bodysuits and bras. 
And our community and our customers were wearing the bodysuit and the bralette as swimwear, like by the pool on the beach, sending us all these amazing pictures. And we're like, whoa, that is not swimwear. And they're like, awesome. Can we make swimwear? Because we love these silhouettes. We love these prints. And we really just want it by the beach and the pool. We're like, uh, okay. So we tested out making it and we only marketed it to the people that bought from us. And it sold out in a day. Wow. We're like, whoa, we didn't spend any money to to do ads or anything behind this and it's gone. So launched it. And then the same thing happened with loungewear. People were like, well, you make great bras and swim. Like, can you make sleep too? I'm like, probably, why not? Let's try it. And so it's just been going on and on like this, active, ego-active. We even have some self-care products. Um, we do anything that we feel like our community needs that we find fits our category perspective, which is can easily be shipped, we can make it at a high margin with great quality. And so we've done everything from giant scrunchies to fanny packs to totes to visors. Like you name it, we've done it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I'm just such a huge fan because I, I will tell you this. I basically, if I had to describe myself in a few sentences, I'm very boring. I love to stay at home. I love to just chill and I'm really into self-care. So if I can put a scrunchie in my hair, take a bubble bath and then put on my jammies, I'm so happy. Uh you and me are twins. <laughs> yes, yes. twins. So tell us what's coming up next for Lively. Yes. So, you know, we celebrated our five years, six years now, and we believe we're on to what I say, pulling some more growth levers because never pull your growth levers all at once, everybody. Save those cards because as your company gets bigger and bigger, it's hard to grow. It's harder to grow. And so we've saved international We've saved, um, you know, some store expansions. You know, we launched Target during the pandemic in 2020. And so we have this huge, you know, new subcategory at Target that's so beautiful called All You Lively that's thriving and growing. And then we have our eyes on international and some more stores. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Well, I spoke earlier about the two things that we do with the podcast, and now it's time for our game of the day. Do you like playing games? Oh, totally. <laughs> Today's game is going to be a couple of rounds of two truths and a lie. <laughs> Not that this game is really focused on our topic today because everything has been so wonderful. But so we'll say three facts about ourselves, two being the yep. truth and one being a lie. It's the other person's job to guess which one is the lie. So let's get started. Round one is all about business. And you can start, okay. Michelle. All about business. Okay. Yes. Um, Lively is my second startup. I once sold backpacks made out of Belgium. And I sold Italian ice when I was a teenager. Oh, so I have to guess which one is a lie. Well, I'm going to go with the first one that Lively is your second startup. You got it. <laughs> first and only. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I, I just, I really didn't know for sure. So I want my listeners to know. I Background research did not tell me this. So, but I've been so excited about your story. Okay. So now my turn. One. I set an HSN sales record. As a child, I always dreamed of being in the spotlight. And number three, I was number one on the New York Times bestseller list. 
Oh my goodness. So which one isn't true? Right. Um, I'm going to pick number two. That is so true. As a child, I always dreamed of being in the spotlight. No, I was so shy as a child. Still a little shy, but not as much. But as a child, yes, I was so shy. I couldn't say a word, even if my family was around. Like, I would hide behind them. So very shy as a child. Love it. <laughs> okay. For the second round, we're going to make the facts personal. And I'm going to start. Okay. okay. Number one, cool. I have my pilot's license. Number two, I was hypnotized to fight my sugar cravings. And number three, my fourth grandchild is due next month. Ooh. Ah, you have your pilot's license. Oh, that is the lie. (laughs) (laughs) Because I want to get hypnotized for a sugar craving. So I'm hoping you've done that. (laughs) I have done that. I have done that. It took six sessions. (laughs) I was so addicted to sugar for so long. Like, and when I say sugar, well, it was all sugar, of course, desserts, but it was especially candy, like just like sweet candy, sweet tarts, hot tamales. And I just constantly had some in the car, just sugar all day long, but pretty much my whole life, but sugar all day long. And I'll quickly tell you, I took my mother-in-law to a, to acupuncturist and hypnotist for her arthritis pain. And it worked, the acupuncture did, but I asked him about being hypnotized in acupuncture for my sugar cravings. And it worked. I had six sessions in you could Boom. hold a gun on me and I wouldn't eat sugar to this day. <laughs> yes, it I works. I love it. It works. I love it. Okay. Um, okay. Here we go. Um, okay. Three personal um, statistics. So the first one I'll share is I went to law school for two weeks. The second one I'll share is I lived in Hong Kong for a year for business um, and the third one that I'll share is that I am expecting another child. Oh, wow. Okay. I feel like you went to law school for two weeks is a lie. I actually did go to law school for two weeks. I'm not having another child. I got to You are so good. You are so good. Cause those were three really great ones. Okay. Uh, that was so fun. You win. Because <laughs> sadly, that brings us to the end of this really fun episode. But before we wrap up, I need to ask you one final question. This podcast is all about sharing life-changing secrets. So do you have one major secret that has dramatically impacted your life? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really the common theme of this episode, which I think My secret is I did not live my life for me until the age of 26. And once I discovered who I was and what I really wanted, everything changed. Everything changed. So I stopped living a life assuming I was living for others. I stopped trying to be what I saw in marketing and others. And now I'm like an annoyingly happy human (gasps) doing it my way. Oh my gosh, I think that's so wonderful. Now, please tell the listeners how to find both you and Lively online. Sure, you can find Lively at wherelively.com, W-E-A-R, lively.com, and on Instagram at wherelively, and I'm the underscore Michelle Grant. Fantastic. 
Secret Squad, as always, head on over to I've Got a Secret with Robin McGraw.com for even more fun. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.